You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Auburn is not a place, it is a people. The loveliest village on the plains is more than a college sports venue, more than a university filled with historic buildings, more than a quaint little southern town. Its worth lies within its people, those that call Auburn home, whether that be for a single day at a time or for a lifetime. Much like our legendary Toomer's Oak Trees, our stories are the product of a firm foundation laid in the beginning of our Auburn story. These are the stories of the Auburn family. These are their roots. War Eagle Auburn family, and welcome back to Auburn Roots. This is episode number 11. We've made it out of the top 10. That doesn't mean that people outside the top 10 aren't any more important, but we've made it out of the top 10. I never thought that we'd make it that far, and here we are at number 11. We're going to continue our journey of sharing and exploring the Auburn stories of your Auburn family members out there, and I'm pleased to welcome my next guest, and that is Mr. Avery Dove. Avery, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Now, Avery, we have to kind of go ahead and talk about this at the start here. You come on a recommendation from somebody, and I don't know if you consider that a good thing or a bad thing. Mr. Clint Richardson, the Auburn uniform guy. That uh, uniform know, guy? That uniform guy. Come on. I mean, like, he is just the weirdest dude ever. We can both agree Isn't on that, he? right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I also consider him a good friend, and anybody uh, who Clint vouches for I am happy to bring on this show. Uh, so you take that for whatever it's worth to you. If his recommendation, no, he's a good guy. He's <laughs> he a good is. Guy. I love to give him a hard time uh, as much as I can, as much as he has helped us on, on this network. But uh, yeah, so that's for the listeners out there. That's how Avery and I have connected. Uh, Clint, my friend has recommended that I talk to Avery about his Auburn story and Avery, you're a graphic designer by trade, correct? Exactly. So I think that's where you and Clint kind of connect in that visual realm. He's obviously more marketing and that's where his career has taken him. And you've kind of gone more into the actual visual aspect of, it. but he's a visual guy with the Auburn uniform database. Is that kind of how you two connected with the uniform stuff? Oh, uh, actually, no, we, um, I think back when did Muschamp get hired? 2015? Which, t- which time? Cause <laughs> <laughs> the last time. I think 2015 was, you know, there's people screaming at us now. They're listening to the episode. No, it was this year. I, I 2015. <laughs> we'll go with that for the, uh, the purposes of this. So I think back in 2015, I had finished my first semester um, in graphic design, and I had made a graphic that said Super Boom Brothers. So it was like a plan with Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. With uh, Gus and Muschamp. And I posted it. I saw a, a thread, I think Clint commented in, and I posted the picture in it he was like oh that's cool and that's how we got connected at first and then i ran ran into him at a football game 
in 2015, 16, somewhere around in there. And then uh, we kind of became friends on Twitter, and it kind of snowballed from there. Well, I apologize that you had to sit with him during football games. That must have been embarrassing for you. <laughs> no, nah, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was fine. I didn't, luckily, I didn't have to sit written right next beside him, uh, yeah. next to him. It was just in that general area. I'll tell you this much, uh, being at baseball games with him, uh, that is something else, especially if you get a few of other people that are, are you know, his typical group of friends there, when they get to heckling, it is pretty funny. So the fact, uh, that, you, some good stories. The fact that you can hang with him at a sporting event says that you're a good guy right there. So enough about Clint, though, I just thought that was a good way to kind of tie in how you have come here today to share your Auburn roots. And yeah. the the main thing that I like to start with every every on um, each guest is kind of where does it begin? Uh, is it from birth? Your dad handed you a football. Is it I walked down the street one day and saw a sign that said Auburn, and that's where I decided that I wanted to align myself with? Where does your Auburn story begin? Um, well, it, it did start with my father. He was a big Auburn fan mm-hmm. when I was growing up, but I never had an interest in football until probably 2000, 2009, 2010. Mm-hmm. And the only football games I would actually be interested in were the Iron Bowls because I know he, how passionate he was about it. But I just go ask him to score, and he'd tell me either Auburn's winning or Auburn's losing, and i just go back to drawing or playing video games or whatever. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I was never a, really a sports fan growing up. I, did, for, I guess it was the designer in me, the innate designer in me. I always liked Auburn's colors. Uh, and tigers were my favorite animals, so it was like a natural fit. Mm-hmm. So um, I grew up around the Tuscaloosa area. Do you know where oh, that is? That is vaguely familiar, yes, but I, you'll have it's, to place it place it a little bit better for everybody else who doesn't. Uh, it's about 45 minutes north of Tuscaloosa. Okay. Yeah, so um, actually their mascot is the tigers, but most everybody there is Alabama fans, including <laughs> most of my family. So, wow. Um, yeah, I, I got – I wouldn't say bullied, but I got made fun of a lot for being an Auburn fan, even though I had nothing to do with football. You know, I didn't necessarily like football at the time. Right. So, I mean, it just kind of rolled off my back. I just took it in stride. But, um, yeah, from there, during high school, we took um, – I was in this program for, like, checking out colleges and such. And we took this one trip around the state. I think we went to Montevallo, some other college, and then we went to Auburn on A-Day and it was 8 day 2010 before people knew Cam Newton was Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. And that was my first time stepping on campus. And once I got off that bus, I knew I had to go to Auburn. And um, from there, it kind of it was kind of a, uh, not a rocky road, but a detour to Auburn. Um, out of high school, I went to a community college in Tuscaloosa called um, Shelton State. You mean University of Alabama, right? That was the community college, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Everybody thought I was going to go go there because I live so close, but it would have been like 13th grade. But, um, <laughs> but, yeah. but I went there, and, of course, everybody made fun of me for saying I was going to go to Auburn. They're like, why do you want to go to that Cal College, blah, blah, blah. Their football sucks. That, of course, that was around 2012, so, mm, you know. But um, I was like, it, it doesn't matter where I live. Just because I live in Tuscaloosa doesn't mean I'm not going to go to Auburn. Right, and they couldn't comprehend that there was a disconnect there, and a um, disconnect with Alabama fans, I find. Yeah, a, a, a lot, a lot. <laughs> Actually, the the um the job I worked at, you ever heard Taco Casa? Yep. Yeah, you know, it was started by a former Alabama kicker. 
well, I will not be patronizing that anymore. I'm just kidding. Taco <laughs> Costa people, settle down, settle down. No, but yes, I, I was aware of that. Yeah, I, I worked there for my two years in Tuscaloosa, well, actually a little bit longer. But um, they actually made us wear Alabama stuff on game days. Oh. Yeah, uh, we couldn't wear our, our normal uniform. So what I did, I wore my Alabama gear that I had to buy, which is the most generic gray and red stuff I could find, along with Auburn stuff. And people thought I was like thoroughly confused. I was like, no, one is from the heart. The other one is because I'm getting paid to do this. <laughs> so I went along with that. And then uh, in 2013, I finally got to Auburn. I transferred to Auburn in computer science. And then once I got to Auburn, computer science was not my thing. So I transferred to um, graphic design and stayed in graphic design for four years. And now I'm in Montgomery. <laughs> and so. now I'm in Montgomery. If that, That's a way to end the story right there. <laughs> it's nice to know, though, that you're from Montgomery. I'm actually, I was born and raised in Montgomery, Alabama. I don't live there anymore. Uh, but I am a, you know, a, a, what do you call them? A gumpian or I don't know what's, what's the Montgomery, a gump, a, a, just a gump, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Cause that's for those of you that are maybe across the United States that listen, Montgomery is known as the gump. I was trying to figure out what you call someone who lives in the gump, but anyway, that's not here, here nor there, but nice to know that we have that connection that you're there now and you're experiencing my hometown. Well, that's I a good love it. Oh, you do? Interesting, because I've heard a lot of people say it was like, the, the, the weird thing about Montgomery is I can't get out of Montgomery. Like, it, it just keeps <laughs> sucking me back in. And honestly, I felt that same exact thing because it kept always rotating like back to game. Montgomery. Uh, but finally, I kind of broke loose of that. My first step away from that as an adult was going to Auburn. But anyway, cool that we I mean, have I'm, that. A, I'm as close to Auburn as you can get in Montgomery, I guess. I'm right here at East Chase, so... I didn't, I didn't move too far away. No, you're actually in a really good spot. You're actually where all the great places to eat are. And the fact mm-hmm. that you are 30, 45 minutes, depending on how fast you drive from Auburn, uh, is a, <laughs> is a great thing. Uh, so oh, you're yeah. in a, you're in a really good spot to go back and visit a place that we're so fond of here. Um, let me circle back though. And let's go back to the beginning of your story. Cause I always love to explore these angles. You yeah. grow up in Tuscaloosa give me give me a picture of that what game day I know you said you weren't huge into football you just kind of wanted to ask your dad what was going on as you were kind of coming to understand the Auburn Alabama rivalry but like really paint me that picture Tuscaloosa um, Alabama for an Auburn fan uh well let me let me let me say this I, I didn't actually grow up in Tuscaloosa it was just outside of Tuscaloosa but after yeah after, after high school I did move there that's when it was it was the hardest I guess because it was 20, it was 2012 when Auburn was in its, you know, worst year and we kept getting made fun of and all that stuff. But I think it actually made me a stronger Auburn fan because I just had to be resilient. You know, I couldn't say, oh, well, we're going to beat you this year, blah, 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 and all that stuff. I didn't have football to lean on. And I was like, I'm going there for my education, which is more than what y'all can say. Yeah. So who's, who's really better off here? So I, I did that. And, uh, Got a lot of, well, I still do whenever I go back there sometimes, but if you're just walking around the mall, some stranger with like three teeth will be like, hey, you got the wrong hat on. And I was like, who are you? I don't even know you. Like, why are you screaming at me? Like, come on. That's, so it, it's, a lot, it's a lot of that. That's so funny you said that. It's reminding me when I went to Tuscaloosa a couple of years ago to visit some of my wife's family, we walked into a chicken salad chick. I think that's the way you see. yeah that 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 restaurant and literally i walked ahead of auburn I, every time i have to go to i don't go to tuscaloosa really unless i have to but i had to that day 
wore my Auburn shirt, my Auburn hat, walked in and these, we'll call them gentlemen, three gentlemen, uh, turned and gave me the nastiest look and I'm not, and it was right after we had beaten them in the 2013, well, whatever Iron Bowl, we had beaten them recently. Mm-hmm. Just gave them a nod and kept on walking. They couldn't say nothing. It was the best feeling in the world. <laughs> it really is. Now, my mom, well, my family still lives there. My mom had to deal with it a lot. Oh. Um, she, she, actually, she actually dealt with it. Someone actually mis- mistook her for a Florida fan one day because someone had given her a Florida uh, sweatshirt. And she was working at a drive-thru at a, at a credit union. And I think either she, I don't know if she did it or someone else at her job had posted like a newspaper clip of um, Alabama losing to Florida that year. Yeah. I think it was, what was that, 2008, something like that. And like the dude started like yelling through the drive-thru, through his window at the other window, like scratching at the uh, newspaper clipping, like, take that down, take that down. And my mom knew at that moment, she was like, oh, it's that serious down here. Mm-hmm. It is life and death. You must choose the second that you exit the womb. And if you choose something like UAB or Troy, you're just weird. Uh, (laughs) We love love our UAB people, Troy, uh, all the other schools in the state, Sanford. But look, it's it's Auburn or it's Alabama. And I think that's one of the great things here. And it's always interesting for me to hear the perspective of someone that grew up either in Tuscaloosa or in the area close by um, Mm. because – you know, it's one thing for us to huddle over in Auburn or I'll call Montgomery, the surrounding areas over there that obviously have a high propensity to be Auburn fans. But when you are in the heart of enemy territory, close to that Mississippi line, it gets rough. I can, I've only visited a few times, but man, I have a greater appreciation for you as an individual for putting <laughs> up with that stuff. There. It, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's tough. Um, I had an Auburn tag on my car when I worked at Taco Casa. Mm-hmm. and someone uh, a customer had come in and was like whose whose car is that back there and i didn't claim it was mine because i thought he's probably gonna pop my tires or something i was like i don't know because i mean serious. you know they're crazy enough to do it so they're crazy enough to poison the tree they're crazy enough to do anything else <laughs> you got that right what about this you, you talked a lot about your dad and asking him about the football games checking on the scores and was it always just Auburn football or, or was it did you guys get into Auburn basketball anything else or mainly just football uh for him I think it was it was just football like like I said I wasn't really into it um as a kid I was just mostly art and video games and and that but I always was sure to check in to the football game because even throughout the season when I saw him watching football, I, I wasn't aware that the Iron Bowl was like the last game each season. I just always asked him like random times. He, I was like, have they played Alabama yet? And he's like, nope, that's at the end of the season. And then I asked him again like two weeks later. He's like, nope, that's at the end of the season. <laughs> and I asked him again. He's like, yep, we play them next week. And then I, I'll ask him like every now and then. And of course I'll hear him like yelling at the TV and such. But um, th- those were <laughs> those were weird memories, I tell you that. Oh, I can only imagine. I, I'm sure we've all had some similar things, parents, siblings, relatives yelling at TVs in the background. Maybe even if we weren't interested at it. Mm. Uh, but, you know, that's, you know, even though you weren't really into the sports aspect of it, that's kind of great. That that's where your story begins, where that love that your father had, your family had for uh, the team, the university, the town uh, instilled in you and eventually led you to where we're getting to now. So, what you went to to Auburn eventually to study in graphic design had to begin somewhere. So tell me about your interest with art, graphic design, anything in that realm. Where, where does that all begin for you? So my grand, my grandfather, he was a painter and an artist. 
And he passed down that talent to um, my mother, who then passed it down to me. And I kind of found the one to, to take it to the next level, to make it more than just a hobby. Because um, as a kid, I was, like I said, I was never really into sports. They tried to get me into, what did I play? Soccer and T-ball in oh. kindergarten or first grade. It's quite a combination. And, yeah, I know. It's, it's, it was odd. But after that, I was like, nah, sports isn't for me. Plus, I'm, I'm like, I have a very small stature. So I was never really big into sports anyway because because of the small stature. I knew I was going to get killed. <laughs> um, so uh, art was, was always the thing for me. And I always liked drawing. In fifth grade, um, I started making my own comic book series. So I did that throughout, throughout middle school. And I was always known as the art kid throughout school. And um, what's the thing called? Senior superlatives? Yeah. At yeah, the yeah. End of the year. Uh, I, was, I was named male most talented um out of my senior class so that was pretty cool and teachers always came to me for different things i needed designing whether it was like the cover of the um the senior banquet or like in fourth grade my teacher had me to draw out the classroom map so she could like take it and you know assign seats and everything so art has always been there for me and i've always been there with it and when i got to auburn i was actually in computer science and uh that was that was not fun. They had too much math for me, and I, I'm not a I'm not a math person. And Preach. I thought I could handle it, and uh, it it kicked my butt. It really did. Like I was a pretty much a B student throughout high school, but my second semester at Auburn, I had like three F's in one semester, and I was like, ooh, I need to do something else uh, before I get kicked out. I wanted to do art, but I was I always liked art, but I was never the best at it. And I knew to succeed in just an art major, you had to be like a Picasso. So <laughs> I decided to uh, go into graphic design instead so I could still use my creativity yeah. and still make some kind of money and kind of expand, you know, because there is a, a difference between art and design, but they kind of go hand in hand also. Right. So I did that and stayed at Auburn another four years. So I was at Auburn a total of five years. I appreciate the struggles with the math. Uh, it's what made me change my major at Auburn. Can I ask, did statistics play a role in those in those uh, problems with some of those classes? Because statistics for me was the pain. Uh, I don't, I don't think I got to that because I just spent one year in computer science at Auburn because I took I took my basics at Shelton State for two years, and mm -hmm. then when I got to Auburn, that's when the actual computer science classes actually hit. Yeah, and it was like differential equations. Uh, Cool. Some other some other class that was disguised as a computer class, but it was just a math <laughs> class, and it kicked my hiney so bad. Uh, when they say that Auburn's a, a a strong science school, they mean it, and oh, yeah. it is especially heavy on the math stuff. And they will weed some people out in some majors uh, with some math classes. They certainly did that to me. They obviously mm -hmm. sounds like they did that to you. And you got to appreciate that about the university that will. Uh, obviously take it very seriously and make sure that you are going to be ready to, if you're going to be taking the degree of Auburn and applying it to this field, then you need to represent us well. So I think that's mm -hmm. a great testament to the program. And so even though you didn't, you know, make it through the computer science thing, I think it, it ultimately leads you to where you want to be. And while you admit that you maybe weren't the a Picasso, not many people are, you had that foundation, you had that interest and desire to be creative and it eventually got you to where you want to be in graphic design. So what mm -hmm. about graphic design at Auburn really drew you to that program? Um, to be honest with you, it was just the fact that I wanted to stay at Auburn, but still 
uh, <laughs> still um, do something creative. Yeah. So uh, that spring break of 20, 2014, I, I just I literally went to the to the major uh, listings and I just scrolled until I found something that I could do that also avoided the maths that I was trying to avoid and that can also be creative in. And graphic design popped up. I didn't even know Auburn had a graphic design program until I, I looked at that list of majors. Yeah. And once I once I looked into it, I saw that it was actually a pretty you know high ranking graphic design program. But it's it's not like SCAD or or Cal Arts or anything where it's like nationally recognized, mm -hmm. you know, in like in a casual conversation, but it is up there on the list of, of pretty good graphic design schools. I, I think it's, you could say it's a hidden gem, really. It is. And I would say that for a lot of programs at Auburn, but that is definitely one I witnessed several of my personal friends while I was there going through that program. And I know how hard y'all had to work at that. Oh yeah, uh, it's, and, it's tough. And how challenging that, that can be. But I would imagine that, as uh, sometimes the best things when they are challenging, they can be the most rewarding. And I take it that's kind of what you got out of this program. Oh yeah, it definitely is. Especially seeing that list that came out of like was the hardest uh, schools in America to make it A in, and Auburn was on that list. And I was making A's at the time, so I felt pretty good about that. It was, yeah. it was definitely tough. There was long nights. Uh, there were some cuts, definitely from for some uh, exacto exacto knives. There's a lot of sleepless <laughs> nights. There's a lot of glue. I probably inhaled way too much glue. That's probably going to uh, come back and haunt me in about 50 years. But, you know, it was worth it, I guess. It, well, you'll find out <laughs> as, your, as your life continues <laughs> to go on, uh, was it worth it? But from where I'm sitting, just hearing you talk about this, it seems like where, where you are right now, it has definitely been worth that because, A, it kept you where you want to be at all, where you wanted to be at Auburn, but also mm -hmm. gave you something to have that creative outlet as well. Um, oh, yeah. Before we talk more about maybe where you're heading with that career and how that revolves around Auburn and stuff like that, let's let's talk a bit about your experience at Auburn. Uh, it can include some stuff uh, like we've already talked about with your program and things like that. But just give me like a nutshell. What was the Auburn experience like for you while you were a student? It was, it was really good. Um, besides, you know, trying uh, try not to fail out of computer science and out of <laughs> school altogether, it, it was really good, especially the first year. Um, since it was 2013, um, it's a good year. That was a, that was a good year, and it, it made it better um, knowing the fact that I had just left Tuscaloosa, and everybody was like, "Yeah, y'all ain't gonna do nothing to football this year." And I kind of half-heartedly told them, "I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go cheer my school on to a national championship." And then when I came back right before um, the Iron Bowl, I was like, "So, y'all got anything to say so far?" And it was like, mm, <laughs> "Nope." No, I was like, yeah, that's what I thought. And then once I came came back after January, they're like, so y'all didn't win that thing. I was like, I said I was going to cheer them to it. I didn't say they were, I was going to cheer them, you know, through it. So there you go. It was it was a fun experience. Um, I met a lot of friends there, a lot of lifelong friends, and you know, including Clint and one of my roommates, one of my best friends. Um, to this day, I met there. Um, and working there also. I, mm -hmm. I met some some good people. I worked at the Hampton Inn in Auburn, and okay. the man, manager I had there, she she's like a second mom to me. So the whole Auburn experience was was good to me. So you had to work your way through college at the Hampton Inn. Uh, I, I, I worked at the Hampton Inn, and I worked on campus as well. So at the graphic what, design department. Uh, so what were you doing at the graphic design department? I was a uh, student IT. So IT. I um I filled filled um what are they call printers. I filled printers with paper ink. Um, I helped laser cut 
I worked a man's laser cutter. Um, what else I do? I help troubleshoot different things, help set up. So I did that for two and a half, three years, along with working at the Hampton. So, man, so tough, I was about to say, you got this challenging program. Well, first of all, you got the cold computer science thing you started with. Then you've got to go into graphic design. Then you've got two jobs. Thankfully, one of those was a university job. Not to say it was easy, but like, I feel, I feel like those are the coveted jobs for students at Auburn because they all, always want to kind of have like an association. With, yeah, because my wife can say that. She, you know, I worked for this department for so many years. She was like a recruiter for so many years. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of gives you a little bit of pride to say, hey, I worked for the university for a little bit. I, I like to tell people that um, I'm Gus's coworker. <laughs> you are not lying, sir. That is, that is not, you might have to stretch that just a little bit. <laughs> Much like he stretches the field on offense, if I may tie that yeah. in right there. <laughs> Good tie Good tie uh, So uh, sports-wise, obviously you experienced the 2013 season going to the national champion. Did you go to many games that season? I went to – I think I went to most of the home games except for I think maybe Georgia. I didn't so go to you- the Georgia game, which I was kind of bummed about that, seeing as what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. I was rewarded the next, you know, two weeks later. So uh, that was my first Iron Bowl ever. What a, what a way uh, to go. <laughs> right? Right away to go in. Um, I was with my, my cousin because he was going to Auburn at the time. And he was actually – he was a student, but he's actually an Alabama fan. And um, we were sitting there, and I think – was it when it was like 20, 21 7, 21 14, something mm-hmm. like that? Yeah. He, he wasn't feeling too well because um, he had gotten sick or whatever. He's like, oh, this is a wrap. I'm going to go to sleep. So he put his head up against the fence and nodded off. And then, of course, you know, Auburn came back and <laughs> and the kick six happened. And that's when he woke up. He woke up to an earthquake. <laughs> so it was it was pretty sweet seeing him wake up with that look on his face. Because he's like, what the heck just happened? I was like, uh, Auburn just won. And then, of course, rushing the field. That was my first time rushing the field. And it, it, it was it was a great experience that I, I'll remember forever. Oh my gosh. The fact that that was your first iron bowl. I mean, how, what great timing. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like you just became an, an Auburn fan or at least associated with Auburn. You've been at least indoctrinated to somewhat through family and kind of now going there for school. But the fact that your very first iron bowl is that moment. That is just crazy. Now, did you jump in the sticker bushes or, or did you take another no. route? I took another. We we always sat near the goalpost, so we we took that little route down there. You were one of the first ones on then, and if that's the case, actually, I waited since, uh, like I said before, I have a small stature. I was pretty <laughs> sure I was going to get uh, trampled, so I waited till everybody else got down there, and then I went down. <laughs> Probably a smart move on your part. And you were, let's see, you didn't get scratched up, you didn't get trampled, and you ended up on the field to celebrate. I think you were yep. a smart guy. <laughs> Man, that's that's yeah. I hate it for you that you weren't there for the prayer in Jordan hair, but I don't think you can pass that up for any, for anything else. Nah, it, it was it was a good experience. Um, that first Iron Bowl because my actually my first game was the Washington State game mm-hmm. that same season, and uh, I bought the student ticket package. But I think at the time they didn't have what games you had listed, so I didn't know what games I did or didn't have. And I tried to go in the game, and they told me I didn't have it listed, so I had to buy a civilian ticket in the nosebleeds up there by myself. I think in section one ten, yeah, by myself without my friends, and uh, it was it was an interesting first football game, but it all paid off at the end of the season. It, it's it's it can get a little lonely up there. 
you know, yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. especially if you're by yourself, but Hey, <laughs> at least you had 87,000 other family members there with you exactly. with the exception of a few Washington state fans. Hey, Auburn fans. I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C Network Booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C Network to join the E2C Network Booster Club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. Uh, what what about other, did you do any other sport things while you were there? Was it strictly football for you? It was mostly strictly football. I think I went to maybe one or two basketball games. Um, that was, I can't remember if that was right as Bruce was hired or right before. It may have been right, right after. But um, I just went to one or two of those. Uh, I have a weird relationship with Auburn basketball. Oh, really? Which Clint, which Clint knows this. Uh, my support for the team is not supporting the team by watching. I have not watched Auburn basketball since 2017 because I noticed, especially when I was working at the hotel, I'd like to watch it while I'm sitting there waiting for guests to come in and out. Yeah. And Auburn, they were doing well. They were on like, you know, 12-0 runs. But the minute I looked at the screen, the other team would go on like a 12-0 run. And then when I look away, Auburn's back up 13. And then when I look at it, the other team's coming back. And that it was it was like persistent like that. So I have not watched Auburn basketball since 2017, and that has been their best years. So I do my part in just keeping up with the score via Twitter or Google. I don't watch, and I'm so proud of them. You know, I I would say I, I hate it for you, but I can't argue with the madness that of the science that you've just laid out here. So my my friend, just uh, keep go keep at it. <laughs> keep <laughs> on keeping on. That's what I'm good. Even even when um it was it was last year I think the what was the next to last game we had uh, oh gosh the basketball this was past it, year it North, um the 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 season we went to the final four uh the was next Kentucky? To, Kentucky was the next to last game yes so so you know how we were up however many points with like thirty seconds left mm-hmm. I happened to turn over just just because I knew we were gonna win and Kentucky scored like consecutive point because i was like you know what nope i'm just gonna turn it off i can't do it i can't do i can't do my guys like that i can't do it <laughs> so I, well, I just support um via twitter and i just don't watch 
Well, you win no matter what, right? Even if you exactly. don't watch it, you're an Auburn family member and you're going to win if we win. So there you go. That's, that's a way to think about it. And uh, I won't argue with it, especially if it means Auburn continues to win in basketball. Because exactly. I, I think part of the reason you don't have as strong a connection to basketball is because you were there during the Tony Barbie area. And that is uh, – That's not a good era. That is – that's some rough stuff right there. That's this – some feelings. Clint right now is cringing when he's listening to this because he won't even mention Tony Barbie's name. Like, that's how bad it is. Like, if I mention – The one he goes, who should not be mentioned. The one who not – or he goes – he just says, who? <laughs> <laughs> um, any other Auburn memories while you're there? Even if it's not sports related, like, just, you know, if – you think back to your time at college that you don't want to share, uh, whether it's graduation or anything like that, anything else pop in your mind? Um, I know definitely the, the last role was pretty big. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to the last role. That was before that was right before I was the student at Auburn and me and my cousin and my brother drove down for eight, eight and, uh, watched I think three fourths of the game and then went and rolled the trees. Mm-hmm. And I, I distinctly remember this because I couldn't get close to the trees because, you know, it was so dense with people. Mm-hmm. And I tried to throw my roll and it completely missed. And I was like, well, <laughs> I guess that's how the tumorous trees will remember me missing this thing by like 20 feet. But I tried. I was there. So Hey, you were there. That's all that mattered. I was there. I was uh, there. And that's a great thing to have in your memory as well. Uh, you know, especially as we mentioned at the earlier part of this podcast with Harvey Updike and his tie to that. Uh, you know, I always uh, have tried to adopt this vision of uh, Harvey Updike's legacy was not going to be uh, the poison he used, the phone call. It was going to be the hundreds, thousands of Auburn fans that showed up. His legacy is a picture of love for each other that the Auburn family showed in that time. Mm-hmm. So I think the fact that you got to be a part of that is a very special memory. And I know that many Auburn fans did as well. Uh, and even if they weren't there in person, it's still cool to kind of witness that and go back and look at that. Just really great uh show of passion for obviously our, our university, but each other as the Auburn family. I'll get off my soapbox now. Uh, (laughs) This is my Ted talk. Uh, All right. Well, let's talk about this and get more into me. Maybe some of your graphic design stuff. I do want to ask you though, you mentioned at the beginning of the episode, you loved Auburn's colors, orange and blue as a graphic designer. Why does that work for you? Why do orange and blue work so well as colors? Uh, they're actually complementary colors, so they they naturally work. That's pretty much it. They, they they're meant to be together, like orange and blue. They're complementary. They're meant to be together. Whether it's Auburn's orange and blue or like Florida's orange and blue, orange and blue are complementary colors. So that's just the way nature has it. Now I know you're a little biased, but critique the Florida orange and blue. Why is Auburn's better than Florida's? Florida's a little too intense for me. <laughs> like it, it's that it's that almost like a heat orange. I mm-hmm. guess like a very, their blue is almost like the, uh, the Microsoft screen of death kind of blue. <laughs> so I don't like that. So that, the, that orange and blue combination is, is a little off putting to me, but Auburn is, is just the right Navy. It's warm and the orange is, you know, that has a little burnt orange in it just a little yeah. bit. And it's, it's the right touch. So I, I, let me ask you that because I've often wondered is burnt orange actually like a common shade of orange or is it just something that auburn gave to themselves i guess it's something auburn gave to themselves um i don't guess you would call it burnt orange in the graphic design world you, you may if you're just trying to convey it really quick but you know or, uh, most colors that graphic designers use like they call it from a, a, a hex number mm-hmm. so it's like a little hashtag and a bunch of other numbers to get the exact colors but i call it burnt orange 
Yeah. I mean, I think that's the best way to describe it. I, I mean, the other way is the sunset orange because sunset orange. Yeah. some of those sunsets at Auburn are incredible. And I know you experienced many of them during your four years there. It's one of the things, oh, yeah. it's one of those things that I want to go back and experience. <laughs> so oh yeah. Have you seen this? Have you seen the sun rises in Auburn? They're pretty too. I have to admit as many 8 a.m. classes as I had, I did not get up enough. <laughs> so I didn't see them. Here's a trick. I didn't get up to watch it. I was already up from my night shift at Hampton. So that's when I saw those. That's it. That is one way to go about that. Uh, you know, I've uh, outed myself here. Uh, you are much uh, more inclined to speak on uh, sun rises than I am sunsets. I, I'm not a morning person either. And I learned that while I was in college. I'm not either. Well, I, just, I mean, I just had to be up. Well, you had to work up to as well. So you had to work and stay up and, and work your way through college, which is obviously very commendable. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, no matter if it's sunrise or sunset, Auburn skies are beautiful. That let's talk about, are. let's talk about this. You are now moving on. You, you've graduated from Auburn. Uh, you're trying to make your way in this graphic design world. So what are you doing now with this degree that you've earned from Auburn? Like, you know, it's, I guess if I'm just putting for layman's graphic design is a very broad term for someone like me that doesn't know that world. Could you describe that for people? Like, what are you looking to do with that degree? Um, right now, I actually work at a graphic design firm here in Montgomery that was actually started by an Auburn alum. And we have three, four, four, yeah, four um, Auburn alumni, including her, that work there. So it's a very Auburn family-centered workspace. You are very lucky to be in a workspace where you can have some, so much camaraderie because here in Georgia, you can imagine Ooh. what I deal with here. <laughs> I, can, I can only imagine. And Montgomery as well, it's pretty, I would say it's surprisingly more split down the middle than people think it is, Auburn and Alabama. Um, at least when I was there, I can't speak for it now. Um, do you find that be about the same? Um, what actually surprises me the most is living in my hometown, where it's mostly Alabama, living in Tuscaloosa, where it's all Alabama, and then living in Auburn, where it's all Auburn. All those were extremes. But come to Montgomery, I see more Auburn than anything. Mm -hmm. And it, I don't know if, it is, if it's because I'm not used to living in an extreme city mm -hmm. where it's just, you know, binary was one way or the other. But it kind of surprises me how many Auburn fans I see and I mean, it warms my heart, but it just, it just catches me by surprise. Well, and, you know, we do share our colors very proudly and very loudly sometimes. Probably, you know, my wife often asks, are you going to wear that Auburn shirt again? You just wore it last week. Yes, I am. <laughs> it's my favorite Auburn shirt. Don't judge me. Um, <laughs> but tell me what you're doing at this firm. So, like, you know, what's a typical day look for, like for you as a graphic designer? So they hired me on as a um, motion designer. So mm -hmm. I do things like um, do motion graphics. Uh, it's kind of hard. I guess kind of hard to explain without. It's a very visual medium. That. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very visual medium. Like sometimes it's as simple as putting lower thirds on an interview or something like that. Sometimes it's like making a whole video with mm -hmm. graphics and such. Um, that's mainly what I do. But I, <clears throat> I also do digital work. So, you know, those little ads you see in the corner of YouTube, like those, those little strips, sometimes I have to make stuff like that for different companies. Um, sometimes I have to make print stuff. Sometimes every now and then they give me the, the opportunity to illustrate, which is my, my real passion is to illustrate. Um, every now and then I get to do that, but it's, it's usually a real well-rounded um, week. 
it's not too much of doing one thing. It's a lot of everything, which that's, that's the thing with graphic design because the graphic design is literally everywhere. Everything is designed. Every, pretty much everything is touched by a graphic designer in one way or another. And I mean, that's pretty good for job security. Um, <laughs> and if, and there's so many different types of graphic design because you could do illustration graphic design. You can do motion design, graphic design. Mm-hmm. Um, you could do magazine design, which is another form of graphic design, mm-hmm. which I'm terrible at because I, I don't like text and copy and all that stuff. But um, That just sounds boring to me. It, it, it seems boring to me, but it seemed like every a lot of people in my cohort liked it. But maybe they're just more organized than me because you have to keep that stuff like really strict and clean and neat and everything. But I, I like to draw and make characters and all that good stuff. So, Speaking of which, I did a little snooping around on your social media, and I did see that you've drawn a few Auburn characters yourself or, or made some own illustrations of some Tiger things. Do you do that a lot with some of the Auburn stuff out there? I do. Um, that actually started back in 2010 after uh, the Iron Bowl. Mm-hmm. I actually drew a picture of Cam Newton uh, with a fork and knife w- standing next to an iron bowl of soup that had an elephant in it, a dead elephant in it. And um, I was like, okay, I'm going to draw this. I'm going to draw, um, I'm going to draw a picture for every time Auburn wins an iron bowl. And Auburn didn't help me out with that for the next two years. Mm. The next one was 2013. And I drew one with the Gus bus running over an elephant. And I posted it to Facebook and I tagged my mom and like this, this lady I guess she was my mom's Facebook friend. She got like so, so irritated by it. Like she pretty, she pretty much tattled on me because I was being mean to her for some reason. She thought, mm. although she came to my page talking about a whole bunch of Alabama crap. But, um, and of course, after that, we didn't have another Iron Bowl win until 2017. Right. I drew one for that one. And after that, I decided to draw one after every game. So last year, well, 2018, I decided to draw to make my own little Auburn character mm-hmm. and draw um, an illustration based off every game that we played in football. Mm-hmm. I've been doing that for like the last two seasons. I, I've kind of made him my own little character. So, oh, so where so where can people see all these illustrations? Are you putting them out on social media, or is there a website or anything like that? Yes, you can see them um, primarily in whole on my Instagram, which is Dove Designs, D-U-V Designs. Yeah, because I, I don't know which account I went to to kind of look at some of your drawings, but uh, I do remember they looked pretty good. Uh, you, ha- definitely you. Have a, you definitely have a talent, and I think you uh, obviously spent your time very well. At, you utilized the talent you already had, but refined it at Auburn, and I really enjoyed looking at some of that stuff. They definitely helped me refine it. Uh, so I know you're happy where you are right now, and uh, you're enjoying what you're doing with your career. Uh, but you know, if you had to kind of say way off in the distance, this is what I would like to be doing it with my degree, with my passion. What would it be? Um, my biggest goal in life is to have a uh, my own cartoon, well, either cartoon or anime. So that that's a far off dream, but I, it may be achievable. But that's that's kind of what I'm working on. Um, little by little but i think graphic design could help me get there help get my foot in some doors maybe so that's the long the long 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 term goal so i think an interesting question with that would be do you have a passion for storytelling because if you're wanting to do cartoon anime type of stuff way off in the distance is it is it more the visual aspect of the that you enjoy or do you like telling a story as well a little bit of both more so the visual Mm -hmm. um but but a little bit of both um I can't I can't say too too much right now, but 
hopefully, hopefully one, one day I can have something out there that, um, especially something that I can stick a little um, Auburn homage to in there. See, I would love that. I was going to ask you, what ways are you going to try to put some orange and blue in there and all that kind of stuff? Maybe one day you decide to leave us a little little hint about the Auburn and Alabama cartoon that you might do. I'm I'm planting seeds in your head right now without you even knowing it. (laughs) Hey, there's actually some seeds already out there. Uh, There's a, you ever heard of the cartoon, maybe Harvey Beaks? It sounds familiar, but uh, I'm not too versed in cartoons these days. I haven't actually watched the show, but uh, I saw an article that said an Auburn alum actually helped work on it, and he actually stuck a uh, Iron Bowl reference in there. They, I think, they played like a soccer game or something, uh-huh. and the score was thirty-four twenty-eight. Hmm. Interesting. So can I expect those from you and your storytelling? As little, uh, you know, reminders of I don't know seventeen sixteen. For the punt, oh, Bama punt, you know, uh, one second, something like that. That's all I'm at. If you could work one second somehow into some future, when you make it big and are just looking down at us, so these little peons, just remember that we want that reference to one second somewhere in there. Oh, it's, it's always it's always a second away of being put in there. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. All right. Well, I think we've gotten a good picture of who you are, Avery, where you've come from, how you got to Auburn, why it's so important to you, and what it's given to you in your career this far. Now, I want to give you an opportunity to respond to what I call not-so-rapid-fire rapid fire questions. Uh, yeah. And it's kind of this or that Auburn-related, and I think it'll be a lot of fun for you. Question number one, and it's perfect for a graphic designer, orange or blue? Blue. I don't know why, but I'm shocked by that. I have no reason to think that you would pick orange, but for some reason I'm shocked by blue. Why is that? Orange used to be my favorite. Well, back as a kid, orange and blue were my favorite colors. Mm-hmm. Orange a little bit stronger maybe, but now mm-hmm. blue because I think it's, it's so uh, versatile. Orange sometimes is just a little too overbearing, just mm-hmm. a little bit. So I, I would go with blue. It's a bit loud of a color, if, if, if I'm using that term correctly. Yes, it, it, is, it is a bit loud of a color. Question number two, Obby or War Eagle? Definitely Obby. You are safe from the minions of Obby. I'm so glad to tell you that. <laughs> people don't realize that the Obby has this like gang of people out there that will come get you if you choose him not as the best mascot. Like I, <laughs> I, I, I live in fear of them. So you are safe, my friend. Question, good, good. <laughs> question three. Auburn fight song or glory, glory to all Auburn? Auburn fight song. Question number four, your favorite Auburn athletics program? I want to say football, but I also like lacrosse. Does lacrosse count? You know, they're not a, they're a club sport, correct, at Auburn? Club sport. But if you, if that is the sport that we haven't talked a lot about that, but if that's the sport that you value most at Auburn, that can be it. I'm I'm going to, I'm going to go with football. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I'm, I'm actually, give me a real quick, like, did you go to a lot of the matches there at Auburn? Actually, I actually haven't, I haven't seen one. I just know that they exist, but I can never get to one. I just, I just like college lacrosse and I like Auburn. So I'm assuming mm-hmm. I would just love Auburn lacrosse too. Did you know that Auburn has an ice hockey team too? I did know that. Okay. <laughs> I did know that. Yes. found that out a couple of years. I thought that was very entertaining. Uh, yeah, I do enjoy, and I wish there was more attention given to the club teams because I know they're not like technically sanctioned and and part of the NCAA, so to speak. But I think that I would like to learn more about them. So, to, you know, like you yeah. said, lacrosse team and things like that. But we'll go with football for now. But, you know, honorable mention to, to lacrosse. Yes. Yeah. 
Question five, your favorite Auburn athlete. Ooh, probably a toss-up between Trey Mason and Ryan Davis. Trey Ma- Ryan, oh, Ryan Davis. I, I don't know why I was going back to the, um, we had so many Davises back in the 2013, but you mean Ryan Davis, the receiver that just broke all the records with Jarrett Stidham, correct? Yes. Yes. Trey Mason's a great one, but if you had to pick one, who would you go with? Ooh, I had to go with Trey. He was such a great runner. Like, wasn't he? One of the best, and um, you know, if he had just to, I hate to say this, but I don't, I don't know if you saw the same angle on the championship game. If he had cut, uh, I believe it was right of the blocker that was set up in front of him on that last play uh, that they they won to win the game, that I think he would have gone and won all, and, and run. Oh, I didn't touchdown. see that angle. I, I need to go I, back and look at it. You need to, because I to this day I will rewind that and just said, man, if he had just cut to the right. Actually, you know what? Every time that game comes on, I just I just ignore it. I act like it doesn't happen. <laughs> However, I will say this, and I saw somebody on YouTube talking about this. That is actually one of the most underrated like college football um, championship games ever because of how like back and forth it was, and like mm-hmm. how Auburn came out and just dominated, and then Florida State came back, and then it was back and forth at the end. Like it was a really great game. But it is a little painful though. A little painful, just a little bit. So we'll stop talking about it. I don't want you to cry on me or anything. <laughs> Too <laughs> question, late. Question six, your favorite Auburn coach? Favorite Auburn coach? Ooh, Bruce. 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 <laughs> Love question, Bruce. He, he is uh, – it's hard not to like Bruce Pearl, especially after we came out of the Tony Barbie area. Oh, yeah. Question seven, your favorite Auburn non-athletics person. So this can be a teacher, a celebrity, a family member, and you know, anybody that is not directly associated with athletics, that favorite Auburn person. Favorite Auburn person. Uh, probably a couple of my professors uh, from Auburn, Kelly Bryant and, um, and Robert Finkel. They're, they're like the coolest professors ever. Well, that does it. Obviously, does make a big difference if you can not only respect them, but if you kind of find you know value in just relating to them. And I think that's where oh, professors yeah. make the biggest difference. So I'm glad you had that. Question eight: Your favorite Auburn building? Mm, favorite Auburn building? Let's see. Probably the student center. Either spend student of- center, or, student center, or Biggin Hall. Did you spend a lot of time at the student center? I did. Eating. <laughs> That's yeah, great. Eating. Uh, but, um, I'll be big and hall. Okay. And big and hall remind me that is the main uh, graphic design building right there next to Tumor's Corner, correct? That's actually the art building. The graphic design building is um, Wallace Hall. Okay. That, I'm that's, trying to... that's right beside the uh, right beside the village. Gotcha. Now I've got myself correctly like oriented. Now I don't know. What, I always got confused which one that actually was, but. Big and yeah, Hall no. is a big one for you. That makes sense. Yeah. Your favorite Auburn place to eat? Favorite Auburn place to eat? Definitely Mama Goldberg's. I like the uh, meat and cheese sandwich all the way with um, nachos and a sweet tea. Oh, now I'm hungry. I shouldn't have asked you that question. <laughs> now, I've seen a lot of discourse about it on Twitter lately, but yeah. I like it. I like Mama Goldberg's. Mama Goldberg's, man. Look, there is. And can I ask you this? I know Thatch is gone, and but where is your go-to Mama Goldberg's place? Is it the original, or do you go to one of the other locations? I always went to the one right across from Walmart, mostly. Okay. Um, but, of course, here in Montgomery, I, I got this one just like 
right near me. So, yeah, I, that one that came to Montgomery and I go and visit my mom. I'm like, oh, thank goodness. But it, I will tell you this, Avery, there is nothing like a steamed Mama Goldberg sandwich in that musty old, just nasty building that's like probably hadn't been <laughs> clean since the 60s. Uh, that's got everybody's initials etched in the wall. I'd swear it tastes better there. So if you haven't done it lately, go do yourself a favor. Go, go get you a sandwich and just sit in there and enjoy the mildew. <laughs> yeah. Makes the sandwich taste a lot better, huh? Yeah, I think some people would say it would. A lot of other people would say it doesn't. But hey, it's my it's it's my thing. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> uh, but I, I love me some Mama Goldbergs, and it's hard to beat your mama's love. Oh, yeah. Question number 10. Your favorite Auburn tradition. So this can be sports or non-sports. I'm going to go with the cliche answer, rolling the trees. It doesn't get much better than that. I mean, it's it's the way we celebrate as Auburn, as weird as it is to people. How many people question you about that? Like, like I often get asked, are y'all basically like okay with vandalizing there? Because that's essentially what we're doing. Do you get questioned about that? It, uh, yes. I, I see people say vandalizing and um, and littering, and I just tell them to mind their business if they're not a part of Auburn family. I was like, it doesn't concern you, so you don't have to clean it up, or you don't have to do anything, so why does it concern you? You know, you have given some great answers to some of our rivals, and I'm just going to have you be my spokesperson from now on. You're like just to the point, concise, and get it across and say, just mind your own business. Get out of here. You you have to. With the, something about it, they just don't comprehend. So you have to be straight and to the point. And if you hit them, what, what I've noticed is, with at least with the Alabama fans, if you hit them with facts that they can't refute, they just shut up. They shut down completely. It's like when you turn off the computer by holding the button. It's just – it's just they're done and they just walk away in shame i love that you worked in a computer reference for the graphic design guy there you go <laughs> all right question 11 your favorite auburn memory favorite auburn memory um besides the kick six i think a good memory would be when we beat kentucky at home in basketball uh for the first time with bruce because that that was that was big. I actually have a funny story with that too. Because um, we, me and my roommate Colton, we went to roll the trees, uh-huh. and <clears throat> we took our own toilet paper and everything. And once we got done, these two girls came up to us and was like, "Hey, do you have any any toilet paper, uh, spare toilet paper, so we can roll the trees?" And we were like, "No, we just threw ours." And they were like, "Okay." So we walked maybe another good twelve feet, and we looked to our right, and in the bushes was an unopened pack four pack of toilet paper just wow. sitting there and we couldn't even find the girls to give it to them. But please tell me that you rolled it then. I think we just, I think we gave it to somebody that didn't roll. Okay. Yeah. Well, at least it got used. I, I yeah, mean, it got, it got used. you know, I would hope that somebody else that saw that as an Auburn fan, there wouldn't let it go unused. I mean, that's just a shame if you have an unused roll there, just like waiting to be rolled in tumors. Oaks it just makes me itch if people don't do it. Okay. <laughs> question 12, your final question. Describe Auburn to me in one word. Family. Cliche as it can be at times, I think that is, you know, the word that best defines it for us, and it's the easiest thing to go to for us. So why do you think Auburn equates to family? Like, why is that such a real thing? I think Auburn has been through a lot um, in the last decade, through national championships, losing national championships, losing some some you know, big time people in the Auburn family, like uh, Lutz and Kirkin and, and Rod Bramlett and um, Pat Dye. And we just come together and help each other through it. Yeah. I think that's the best way that you can 
be a family and show that love for each other is no matter the circumstance, whether it's rain or shine, good times or bad times, you come together as one. And as we kind of talked about a little bit in this episode, whether it's, you know, a a terrible, uh, hateful event such as Harvey Updike, instead of fighting the Alabama within one man, we value the Auburn within each other. I think that's a great way to round that one out. Oh, definitely. Well, Avery, this has been great getting to know you and uh, hear about your Auburn roots, where they started, where they are now, and where they're heading. And I can tell you this, that my uh, horizons have been broadened. Uh, I understand the importance of the colors orange and blue for Auburn a little bit more now. (laughs) And you are the guy that I'm going to come ask for anything else, like especially if critiquing other schools' colors, because I would imagine you have a few opinions about those. Yeah, I do. I do. We'll save it for another time. You can say it for another time. So some of them are, uh, two in particular, are a little too loud for me. I think, I think you can guess which ones. I, I, I was going to wonder if you were going to say it, but I think we all know which ones you're saying. <laughs> yep. Well, Avery, thank well, you so much, buddy. I really appreciate it. And hopefully you and I will be sitting in Mama Goldberg soon, sharing some ham and cheese sandwiches, meat and cheese, whatever. Just, just some Mama Goldberg. In fact, that's what we're doing right now. We're going to stop what we're doing. We're going straight to Mama Goldberg's in Auburn, and you're going to experience it there. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> Where you go, buddy? Where you go? Thank you for having me.